Unreal. Uncensored. Unradio. Cliffcentral.com. Yeah, good morning. And, uh, yeah, Cliff Central, we got these large, we got these stickers on the WeChat app. And what we've done is we've created these huge cardboard cutouts of, of, uh, the morning show people, myself, Damon, and Mabali, and Gareth, and where's Leanne's one? Um, can you get, can you guys get headphones? Lorraine, um, uh, Bernice, got your name for a minute. Get your headphones. Can you hear everything? Is everything working all right? Okay, maybe you should put your microphone. Maybe I should put your microphones on. What the hell? Yeah, let's yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Thank you. Okay. All right. Morning. Okay, so it's sort of working, eh? What about those cutouts? The one that just fell yes, down? Yes, the one just, the, the one, how, how did Gareth's cutout fall on you, Bernice? I don't know. He's very small. He looks like Richie Rich. And, oh. I, and, and I thought, well, I was thinking about Jughead. Remember Jughead? Yes. yes. <laughs> Except Jughead was a bit more. No, we got felt. this. We've actually got this a sticker competition on WeChat. Go to Cliff Central off the WeChat thingy, and there's actually a sticker thing where you look at our stickers, and you do a selfie of yourself, and you try and reenact and mimic our expressions. Everyone agrees that my expression is the best, but that's not, but that's besides the point. And, and I you, think it's and the you best can, as well. And, yeah, thank you. And Please. then, I can't remember what the prize is, but it's very exciting to, to be doing that. We can give people a, a guest spot on, on this show. What do you think, Law? No, but that's what we're going to try and do every week. Yes. So, so Karen's going to join us just now. Karen's a, a psychologist at a high school. Wow. And uh, she phoned me just now at 10 to ten, 10 to 10. She was, like, quite far away. Okay, okay. so she's running late. So she'll, she'll, you know what, I think I'm confident she'll be here in the next four or five minutes. But, but you know what, I do believe she should be accountable for this. I mean, if she was late to school, she would go into detention. If one of her kids were yeah. late for school, uh-huh. she would go. In. So I think we should put her in detention. No, she should she go into the corner. No, what do you think? No, I think no, they might. No, no, because what's happened on. is, Karen explained, she had a crisis at the school. Oh. So it's a work-related thing where, she, where she's been delayed. Oh, really? Yes, yes, yes. So. Did, someone, uh, okay. did someone come to school in the wrong shoes? Who knows what happens at these high schools? You know, now, in, the, in, the old days, in the old days, if you brought a packet of basil or parsley to school, you would, you would get, you'd get expelled. What happens at the high schools these days? What is, what's going on? Do you mean they, they have, have cell phones? They, they no, no, everything. but they know they take pictures of themselves having sex and they, they you know? When, you, when you're talking about basil and parsley, are you referring to marijuana? Yeah, well, I'm, yeah, yeah well, the green stuff. Somebody once brought dacha to school and I, at your school? Yes. Standing them disciplinary. And, I was a witness. I saw this. And subsequently, oh, Karen's arrived. We'll talk to her in a second. Hello, Karen. Karen, nice and close to the microphone. Thank you. Um, Michael, intern, please make your yeah, headphones on her hair, even if it messes her hair. Not no, serious. her hair looks very, very short. Okay. Don't you mm. think, Law? It's okay. like that. That's think, okay. serious work I think this you morning. should put a microphone on, though, huh? No, no, it's on. I think she needs an extra microphone we'll get for you her in a hair. Mi- we'll get you to yeah. you in a minute, Karen. It's going to be and one of those called, conversations I can hear. Yeah. Yes. So after so after this boy was... was uh, caught with this dacha, I was called in as a witness, like, Damon, uh, you saw this dacha, why didn't you report it? I said, hey, I thought it was basil, no big deal. Really? Is that what you said? That's what I said to the guy. So you know what he said to me, this pompous prick, I won't mention his name. Well, I hope that you don't come across this dacha ever again. <laughs> I mean, what planet was he from? What standard was this? I was in, I think it was called standard 18 those days. Okay. So that's, what grade is that? Grade 10. Grade 10. But, yeah. but, but I, I think that's quite believable because knowing you the way I know you, my love, you, you've you never smoked. I don't think you've ever smoked dope. You barely drink. You're like a complete nerd when it comes to illicit 
illicit mm. drugs and I am such luxury a, goods. You know what I did? There's a, I think he put you off for life. There in Norwood, there in Norwood, there's a, there's a parking space and it says parking for customers only. They're at the check-in and everything. And I went to somewhere else and I, I follow those instructions. I don't park in that parking ah, space. Solid citizen. Yeah. Oh, come on. But, Live on but, the edge. Now, now, Karen, um, high school, can I call you a high school psychologist? I am, yes. So, are you, are you always smiling? Is it, is it okay? <laughs> you had a bit of a, cri- you had a bit of a crisis. That's why you're late. Are you allowed to talk about it? Um, we, we wanted to put you no. in detention, Karen. You wanted to yeah, put me in detention. Yeah, because we uh, thought you weren't uh, allowed uh, to be okay, late. Okay, okay. I'm, I'm terrible. I'm not, not very good with time management. I know that's a very bad thing for a psychologist to say. And a teacher at a school. And I mean, the pressure. You've got to be a role model for those learners of yours. I try. I try, but every now and then I slip up, like today. So I'm, I'm dreadfully sorry. But, but what kind of crises yeah. would normally delay you? I mean, what I, was the crisis I, today? Are you allowed to share it with us? Genre, well, well, Dr. Karen. Dr. Karen, oh, I like that. Um, so can you can you talk about it? I think Dr. K sounds better. Mm, uh, Dr. K. Um, Dr. K. Just in case some of those learners or teachers are listening, we've got we've got to we've got to give you a bit of a persona here, like okay. Dr. Ruth, Dr. K. Okay. Well, it, it's more about that the children are just finishing off writing exams at the moment. So Cheaters. Every now and then, somebody gets very anxious or has an anxiety attack. So we kind of need to be around just to help them to make oh. sure that they do the best that they can. Do you think you think uh, pupils, learners have softened? Because in my day, that was unheard of. Mm. You having an anxiety attack, you that's your problem. Like, stay at home and like make up a, a sick note. You you don't be honest and approach the, the, the school psychologist. Oh, please help me. That was, it was non-existent. You were lucky. It's actually true. We didn't in in our day back back in the day. Yeah. Um. Because I think we, we pretty just got much on with this, it. Yeah. We we had to get on with. Or it. just failed. Or we failed, and I think that a lot of people. I mean, in all seriousness, a lot of people really, really didn't perform, um, anywhere near their potential. Firstly, because they might have been anxious, or they might have been learning difficulties that nobody really could identify. So today we have far more of an awareness of this kind of thing, and but, it makes a huge difference. But on the other side of the coin. That that pupil may have just not studied enough, just a, a lazy bum. That's true. Wasn't prepared. You know, how do you tell the difference? Well, Karen is a Dr. K is a professional, so she's trained and educated to recognise the difference. So I don't think you can assume that she would treat everybody with the same yeah. soft. So soft you can tell the difference. Um, sometimes initially you can't. Um, I think if somebody's having a full blown anxiety attack, I think that you can see that that's for real. Um, if you keep getting the same thing and sometimes you get a funny feeling about something and you actually can tell that there's something else going on here. Instinct. Um, so sometimes it's instinct. Sometimes um, an anxiety attack will sort of happen always on the, around the same subject at the same time. So you, you start asking questions. In, in your head and you start challenging things a little bit. But but it is a fine line. You are right. Do you find you very busy? Like something's happening every day. Some learner slash pupil. What do you call them these days? A learner. Some learner has a crisis. Is it every day? No. No. So sometimes you just lay back in the staff room. You take I, it easy. I wouldn't say that. <laughs> She's got admin. She's got to write um, this all down. It's not just admin. I think it's also we like to do quite a lot of preventative programs as well. So we're quite busy with... um. Meeting with people, having a look and see what what kinds of programs are available. Who can we bring in as speakers to run programs, to develop our own programs? So I think preventative work is extremely important. Yo, hey Karen, you I think what? I needed that when I went to school. So, I did, I. so did I, I actually. I definitely needed it. I mean, I was at a government school, 
I was battling through school, always struggled. Nobody noticed. Everybody just didn't care. Put me from grade, I would, it was in grade one, failed me in grade one. Um, grade one? Grade one. That's not a good start. I know, Lord. it wasn't a Lots good I mean, start. I mean, people, they call it being kept back. Yes, oh, they call, they, oh, because failing. I was too… Were you young? I was young when I started and that's why it was like, a, it was it was quite a thing for me because it was this immediately as you started school, you were You're a failure. Back. You're a failure. It's a start. No. That, that's when you need the therapist and the psychologist and they never had them What, did, what did your parents say at the time? I think my, my parents were devastated. My mother was completely devastated. My parents I mean, were like, we had too much basil when we were pregnant <laughs> with Lorraine. What did your parents say to you? They were concerned. And then they watched me through the years and, and, and saw that I struggled at school. School was hard for me. I wasn't an academic. I've never I been also, an academic. I also struggled terribly. It was How, a terrible struggle. And, and I hear you, and I'm trying to empathize, and I, and I see your pain. But on the other hand… Very how, well done, love. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> How were you socially? Brilliant. So, so you were like cool. You were like popular. You were absolutely. Like, yeah. But it was just it, it. It wasn't about that. It was more about the struggle to see where um and, and me passing. I mean, I then failed standard three. Oh And they put shame. me into a, into a special school. I went to Foundation Hard, and if you know Crossroads. Fun, okay. uh, is that the one in Melville? Or? No, no, no. Uh, Crossroads used to be owned by. Joyce Fine, and she was like, she was the only one that helped um, people like you, people who had who struggled through school. But I, I don't pick up a single element of slowness or academic problems or anything. So whatever happened throughout your schooling, you must have really managed to to I get through. I fought it. for forty years. I have literally. You mean fought. you only passed in like? <laughs> Just recently finished. Did you recently <laughs> finish? Last year I did my trick. <laughs> but in hindsight, any ideas why you struggled at school? I was dyslexic. Mm. Oh, you were dyslexic. Mm. Undiagnosed. Oh, did I miss that? Oh, Sorry. That's did, exactly did, no, no, she said it's sad. It's one of the that. conditions of dyslexia. And none of the teachers things. picked it up. Nobody picked it up. Mm. My father, my mother didn't pick it up. Nobody. My, it was just. It was just like they didn't think of these things. They didn't. Hear, these things weren't heard of in those days. And so I these think kids were pushed through school and pushed through school with these 30 or 40 kids in a class. I mean, I was at a pri- not at a private school. Government. I was at a government school, Johannesburg Girls High and Bernardo Park, which were good schools in those days. But I mean, you just get pushed and shoved along. So, okay, let's let's cut to the and chase. And I think I think your story is actually quite common and very sad because that is that's exactly what I was saying that this happens and when it's undiagnosed. Um, children really, really suffer. Yeah, em- emotionally. It has a huge, huge impact. Mm. Your matric marks? I didn't matriculate. Where, what did you finish? Eight. Wow. And, and I had to, I had to make. I didn't go to varsity. I wanted to be a social worker, believe it or not. Bless myself for that. And I've got a successful business. Versus. How's that, so, hey? So it's it's just how you you can either sit back and become a salesperson in a shop or a bank teller or something like that, or you can choose to make a success out of your life. And that's what I chose. I battled through it, and I'm in PR. I, you know, with you write, you do all sorts of things. Yeah, writing is is a, is, a, is a is a thing for me. And when was the dyslexia actually discovered or diagnosed? When I was about. It was about 12 or 14. Oh, so they worked it out at that stage. So that's quite yeah, late. It's late. So it's very late. It's very late. Yeah. That was already from primary school to high school. So, so you've already been bashed it's, by it's, the it's, school system. Yeah. And quite a lot. And you're very emotional. I mean, you kind of like, and then they put you back and then they, and then I passed 
standard four and then they put me back to standard, they pushed me up to standard five because I was too mature and I needed to be there. And it was this constant up and down. And in standard five, did you, were you like growing physically? I mean, did yes. you have, so you really no, couldn't be in three, standard three. I already three. had boobs. Ah, and, a bit and of, I already had my menstrual cycle. But a fluff so, as well. Yeah. So I was growing up faster than my mind was going. Yes. And those boys were very happy to have therapy. you in their <laughs> We can talk afterwards if you like. <laughs> I'm okay now. No, I'm no, not a mental case. Now, Karen, Bernice, Bernice often laments and talks about how she had a very unhappy school life. There were these cliques. She was bullied. She was excluded. Yada, yada, yada. She had to scrape her way to the middle of the social strata. Now, you're, you, you're a high school, uh, high school psychologist. Um, you go about... You can't control these clicks. No. You've just got to deal with the symptoms, right? You can deal I with don't the start, symptoms. You're not a psychologist. Let's listen no, to I'm her. asking her. That's oh, what I'm asking. More than that, I would add to that. I think you try and build resilience in children. And you try uh. and help them see the bigger picture. And that everybody has strengths and weaknesses. And everybody has a place. And that it's okay. They can, they can, they can live with it. It's not easy. It's not simple. I'm a mother as well. And it's very, very hard to see if your children are, are battling socially and suffering. But are your children battling socially? You've got two children, hey? I have two. But they're quite boys. young. What are they, 10, 12? I've got a 12-year-old and And um, is he battling? Because he looks quite confident. He's quite confident. You see, I think boys are also different. I mm. think it's far, far simpler. I think there are those issues, but I, I think that it's a little bit less... Um, bitchy and nasty and competitive. But you don't think it's judgmental. I think boys bully each other. They they can physically. They can. Um, There is girls of more verbally that they can be and behaviorally. But but it's interesting. It was about a year or two ago. My son loves soccer, and I'd bought him a pair of soccer boots the year before. And, um, well, they still fitted him. Anyway, one of the, this was now the first practice of the new season. And one of the kids came up to him and said to him, Oh, those soccer boots are so last season. Was this that, a that boy? Sounds, that, that sounds like a joke. Yeah. yeah. That's like a, a Woody, that's a Woody Allen line. Yeah. yeah. It wasn't a joke. But, but terrible. So, what, so how did your son react? So he was very, very upset. And of course, his first response was, Mommy, can you buy me a new pair of soccer boots? And what was your response? So initially, like my, my gut response was to actually want to buy it for him. Really? Of course. Wait, 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 wait. Of because course I don't think to. you look any last season, by the way. <laughs> I think <laughs> you look you very current me. season. The point is, I would love to, I wanted to, because we want to relieve our children's suffering as quickly as possible. Of yes. course we do. However, I think as a parent, we need to do a little bit of thinking before we react. So I thought it through very carefully, and I really did make a very conscious decision not to. If he needed it and they didn't fit him, of course I would have bought but what, him. But what were your parents. words to him? What did you say to but him? Said, Shlomo, do this. I, Shlomo. <laughs> um, I know that you want a new pair, and I know that it's very hard <laughs> when children say things like that, and I think that is so nasty. But let's really think about this. Do you, you know, walk? Does he play soccer better because he's got a newer pair of soccer boots? Unfortunately, this kid happens to be a brilliant soccer player. Oh, fuck Pele, really. (laughs) (laughs) But it's not necessarily because he had brand new soccer boots. And I explained to my son that actually he doesn't need a new pair of boots every few months. And that when he needed them, he would get them. But if he wanted to start saving his pocket money or he wanted to start earning some money to buy himself a new pair of soccer boots, I'd be very happy to think about that as well. 
Can I ask a question? Did he, but, no, hang on, hang on. Oh. Did, do you think he understood you, what you were saying? Do you think he accepted it? He was upset, but he didn't fight with me. But, and we spoke about the fact that, you know, just because you have new soccer boots doesn't mean you're a better player and, there's, and you need to put in practice and effort. I mean, my thinking was that I wanted to build some resilience in this child and some idea about putting in effort. But in terms of resilience, now the 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 subjugated, persecuted, judgmental, lies, whatever teenager in me says, he should actually have mouthed back at that idiotic boy and said, are you gay? Sorry, can I say Really? That? You know what I'm saying? That's not, but that's, but that's even worse. That's just as bad. That's worse. Okay, but, okay, that's, that's maybe a terrible statement, but, but why? Okay, and I've probably built into a really huge stereotype there, but the issue is this child needed to be addressed because he was being ridiculous. So surely resilience would also have been to have told your son Shlomo to say, dude, that is just so pathetic. Honestly. And- you know what? I think and, people and to get... actually, cha- sorry, Law, and to challenge this person on their materialism and how they are treating the situation. Now, I don't know how that would be received. But they are nine or ten. I don't think he's twelve. Should... All right, twelve. Is Shlomo twelve? Yeah, but he was ten at the time. Look, in Law's okay. business, she, she, th- she would like him to upgrade his soccer boots every <laughs> year. <laughs> every season, actually, not every year. <laughs> Seasons are twice a year, three times yes, a year. Yes, I'm well aware of that now. <laughs> but I mean, I just think at that age of ten. You don't know what to say. You're not quick on your feet mm. to actually reply to somebody and say, you know what? Who do you think you are to say this to me? I love my boots. You're you know what I mean? a human being. Yeah, but you're not at that age. You just take it on and you go, okay, this is what. And, and now let me see if I can get another pair. Let me try and make the situation better. Mm. Am I sounding I like a therapist? I would agree with you. No, yes. I would agree with you. I think that at age 10, firstly, it's very hard to be equipped. I also know my son. He's not a confrontational kind of kid. I think he would have found it very hard to do that. So knowing him, I know he would never say that. And I don't know if I want him to retaliate. I want him to internally actually be able to say to himself, this is a load of rubbish. Yeah, just like brush it off because it isn't important, those type of things. But But here's the little elephant in the room. Maybe I'm getting overdramatic. Where does this all come from? Where did he? Where did that kid learn that expression? This is so last season, from their, his from his parents, absolutely. his stupid, pathetic parents. Well, absolutely. I I learned absolutely. that from the TLC channel actually, and and interacting with Lorraine a bit. That's how I knew about this is so last season. Oh, did you? <laughs> I've, I've heard parents and kids say things Duncan, like that. So I mean, will you that just is activate this telephone line? From. Just, will you just make it that I can pick up a telephone call just in case? Damon. Sorry to interrupt. You are so last you season, can, Damon. You can How call, can you not operate your just, equipment? Just, I'm only here once a week. It's difficult to learn these things. <laughs> if you want to call, by the way, 0861-555-189. Okay. Shlomo can call if he wants to. No, <laughs> no Shlomo's in school. Oh, he's in school. Okay. Shlomo's in school. Yeah. Okay, okay. Hopefully. There's not all schools are on holiday. There's only a few schools on holiday. Because the traffic is better in the morning. Much better, hey? Wonderful. But it's a a very, very hard thing as a parent to be able to say no and to help your children actually be able to develop the internal strength to deal with these circumstances because they're going to happen all the way through life. Do you think it's Jewish guilt or do you think it's… No, I think it's through life that we're going to be confronted with difficulties. So, so Dr. K, sorry. No, carry on. Okay, I know you're the boss. No, 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 carry on. Can I go? No, no, go for it. I mean, at least in one one environment. In one environment, darling, I should let you be the boss. No, no, no. Hang on a sec. The two of you sound like you're married. (laughs) 
I need go to tell it. you what I was doing at 3 o'clock this morning, but that's for the second half of the show. Okay, well, you go, Burn. Okay, now, darling, um, if I were to say to my child, if if she, she my daughter, came back to me and said she, this was what was discussed with her. She went to school with her new Crocs, which because I bought her Croc boots Ooh, last nice, night. Oh, beautiful gorgeous, pink Crocs. Oh, Lorraine is distressed. She's holding oh, they're her stunning. hand to her head. She's, how can you give your child plastic boots? Okay. So she loves her Croc boots. So she goes to school, and Tiffany at school says to her, oh, Crocs are just so last season. My Auntie Lorraine tells me, Crocs are just terrible. You can't wear Crocs. You must wear leather and high tops and with a wedge. Okay. So she comes back to me and she tells me this. And I say to her, you know what, darling? Tiffany's a douce. You need to go back to Tiffany and tell her that she's pathetic, that she's materialistic, and that you don't care about things like that, that your value systems is X, Y, Z. Now, in terms of how I'm responding as a parent, I'm clearly letting my stuff get into the situation by projecting and I'm getting all intense now all of my issues onto my child trying to build resilience in a manner that as you say might be a bit confrontational is that a personal thing is it an ideal is there an ideal way of dealing with it is it child specific what would you suggest to me as a parent if you were giving me parenting coaching look I I understand I mean I'm probably less confrontational as a person so I would be less likely to to give that kind of advice as well. But I, don't, I wouldn't want to encourage children to get into an argument with other children because I would worry that if they're going to, to retaliate by saying something nasty back, it's going to end up being a whole situation. Mm. However, um, I would want to encourage my child to say, you know, I really like my croc boots and I'm very happy and comfortable them. And mm. if you don't like them, well, I'm sorry, that's just your problem. Um, rather than retaliating and saying something nasty back. Because, I mean, I wouldn't want to encourage the value of of nastiness either. I want to encourage the child to be resilient and to be able to stand up for themselves. It's the same as if a kid wants to try and a boy wants to try hit another boy, or it could be a girl as well. I don't know if I'd want to encourage them to hit back. I'd want them to be able to to protect themselves but not necessarily to inflict damage on somebody else. But I know that that can be quite controversial. Oh. So would you suggest that if there's two kids fighting in a playground and the one hits the other one and the other one just looks at him or her or whatever and just walks away? That just wasn't nice. I'm going to walk no. away. Now, I'm walking away. Now, for me, that would be the best thing to do. As I, if, if I had children, which I don't, um, I would want my child to do that. Because to what? To walk just away? Just walk away and go, you know what, I'm not... I'm not I'm I'm not lowering myself to your standard. Mm. I'm walking away from this. What I mean, what what would your suggestions be? That would certainly be best case scenario. Okay. However, there Less are incidents where children are repeatedly bullied by other children on the playground. If this happens repeatedly, I would certainly want that child to report it to a teacher or any other authority at the school, and it needs to be dealt with on that level. But then why do parents send kids who are bullied to like karate class and judo and teach them self-defense? Is it different with boys? Is there, I mean, Damon, you've told me some stories about how, how your schooling was where you would have to defend yourself and gain respect through a physical expression because that was what was consistent and appropriate for that age group. Mm. 
Did you understand what I said, darling? No, the just, multi-syllables no just, just repeat that. In other words, when people used to scop you in the playground, the best thing for you was to clap them back because that's what 10-year-olds do. You can't just walk away and intellectualize. It's interesting because I wasn't parented very well. I wasn't told anything. I, I think I think the guts. God, I hope Mr. and Mrs. Calvary are not listening to this. Well, Mr. Calvary is Ava Shulman. Mrs. Calvary is hearing the answer. <laughs> she's looking. She's listening to classic. Ava Shulman equals deceased in Yiddish. Okay. Um, I, memory serves me correct. It was a case of hitting back, and that and it was as simple as that. And you don't hit back as an adult. As an adult, you walk away. But I'm a bad example because I was always a big kid. So there was only one ever bully that I experienced. And he was a bully from grade one all, all the way. Where's he us. now? He passed away. He had a heart attack and he yeah, died. No, it's all that bullying. He was, and then he was the worst. <laughs> and he was the worst psychopathic bully on earth. Karma. And then Karma. He, no, Absolutely. but shame. No shame. It's it's very sad. I mean, I'm sure he wasn't. I'm sure you improved as a person maybe it after was that, school. Maybe it was that clap that you gave him on the no, side. No, I never of his did. Head. I never did. He was such a good bully. Hey, he was a he was like the top top bully. Hey, but top class. What, what were the criteria for being a top bully? He, he had this. Very psychopathic, aggressive expression on his face. But and I was bigger than him. But you're quite, I was about to say, you're a big man. You're not a small man. You're tall. It was psychological. I would, I and you have. weren't wide then, but you were tall and muscular. He was, it was psychological, hey? hey? He, was, he was a good bully, I must yeah, say. Credit to him. Really but, after, but, but what's really weird, how society is, society encourages bullying because after, shame, he passed away, on his Facebook page, Everybody was praising him as if he was the nicest person on earth. And I thought to myself, hello, did you go to school with this guy as well? Because I don't remember any of this. It's just one of those things sometimes. You wait until somebody's, you know, when somebody's dead, do they sort of say nice things about them? <laughs> it's a horrible <laughs> thing. I know. Please don't be nice to me but when I die. Just tell me as it is. No, it's the Stockholm Syndrome. You end up falling in love with your kidnapper and your persecutor. You end up admiring them because, I don't know, Karen, what, doc, Dr. K, what is the psycho term for this? That is the Stockholm Syndrome. But just to go back a step, you asked about the karate and that. I think that teaching kids things like martial arts, it's not necessarily only about them being able to fight back. It's also about developing self-esteem. And, and empowerment. And yes. empowerment. And when we feel good about our body and we feel that we're strong, also our whole our, our, our physique changes, the way we walk changes, the way we hold ourselves changes, and that in very subtle ways also sends certain messages across mm. to people about, you know, I can hold myself. You can't mess with me. Okay, so that brings me on to the next thing. So a, a learner comes into your office, he's a victim of bullying. What kind of coaching do you give that learner? You tell him body language, or what kind of things do you say? Um, I would work on a few levels. One is on, on you know, things like body language. And Pretend that. I'm the victim. I'm the bullied child. Damon? <laughs> Look, I think, Damon, it also depends how old you are. But generally, you're going to work on an emotional level as well to help that child build up um, things that, that could help them feel a little bit better about themselves, yeah. look into themselves, see why. What's going on and why are they are they are they vulnerable at that particular so point? So do bullies in their life? do bullies pick up on this vulnerability? Yes, that's generally what happens. Um, you know, sometimes it's got to do with the child. Sometimes it's got to do with their circumstances. Is it an energy? Do you think? Do you think you can actually pick up that energy? Yeah, definitely. And a bully? What's the profile of a bully? Well, it's because you oh, you had a bad energy. Well, it's it's also very interesting. Who knew? Anyone can bully. Anyone can bully, but I think. 
that old style version of the bully often being a child who's been bullied at home and comes from very difficult life circumstances, that seems to have shifted and changed. And very, very often what we're seeing is bullies are often very affluent children. They feel very entitled. They've been given that message in the families. So the whole profile has shifted a little bit. And and they also have a sense of superiority and that in order to maintain that superiority, they need to create a series of subjects. Oh, please tell us that story. About our friend Jennifer on the treadmill with the woman next to her at the gym, please. Oh no, this is classic a, this story. This is a classic, classic story. Classic story. Right. So, so we have a neighbour who's. Let's call it Jennifer for argument. No, 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 darling. No, let's 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 just try and um, adopt some subtlety in this situation. You think he's married? <laughs> you would, one would think. Yeah. So, so two very interesting stories came from from this particular individual, and she found both of them quite amusing. Damon and I, on the other hand of the bullying spectrum, found them quite disturbing. The one was that she was at the gym one day in Morningside and she was on the treadmill and I'm busy pretending to be on the and treadmill. And she's running on she's the She's running chair. and she's skinny and she's in all of her beautiful gym clothes and looking hot and there's a woman next to her also running and the two of them start to talk. And eventually they realize that they've both got their kids at the same school in Santon, which is a very affluent area, as every, most people listening will know, in Johannesburg. And she's saying how it's so difficult for her and she's really wanting to take her daughter out of the school because actually her daughter's really suffering in this environment and she's being bullied very badly. And no. um, I've got a funny feeling how this is going to end. <laughs> well, it was quite funny. And and um, Jennifer says, well, I, you know, really, my daughter's extremely happy. She's very comfortable there. She's got a large group of friends. She's enjoying it tremendously. What year is your daughter in? What year is your daughter in? Oh, they're in the same year. What is your daughter's name? Well, my daughter's name is, for argument's sake, Charlene. Charlene! She's the one who's bullying my daughter! And um, I think their friendship on the end well. <laughs> but, but the funny thing is, but Jennifer didn't believe her. Not my, not my Charlene. Charlene wouldn't know. And she didn't think anything of it. She didn't think, oh, maybe my daughter is a bully. And let me have a well, conversation hope, with her and what is the impact on this other child. Karen. I, I do hope that um, there was a solution to this. Uh, well, they finished their gym session. <laughs> yeah. A little bit earlier. No, I, I think the sad thing is there probably wasn't a solution. And and as Damon said, you know, maybe Jennifer did not get the message she should have got and had the conversation with her child because a lot of it is around insight. Yes. I mean, one responds very badly to these sort of things emotionally. I'll, I'll never forget my one-year-old child being pushed by a child who was a year and a half. And immediately I felt this need to... <laughs> <laughs> commit acts of violence against the one and a half year old because I didn't want to doing anything to my daughter. But if I saw my daughter doing that to another child, how would I feel? I would be equally disturbed. Maybe not equally, but I would mm. be disturbed. Dr. K, what do you think? I think it's very, look, it's very common, but it's very hard for parents to acknowledge that um, their children can do something that's not okay. Often we see our children as being extensions of ourselves. It's not necessarily the healthiest thing, but it's very, very hard to acknowledge that, that they are not perfect. Karen, Karen, high school psychologist, tell me. Profile of the parent of a bully. Give it to me. Very hard to say. Can I try? Is it, so th- there's no definitive no. profile? Definitely can I try? Are there at though? least are there th- two or three different definitive no, you, profiles? You're crazy. 
I'm putting my hand up. No, I want Karen, to try. No, but, but Bernice, Karen is the high school but psychologist, I, and she says there's no but profile. But I want to try and prompt this but a little Bernice bit. Bernice wants to say something. I do. Thank you, darling. You oh, see, bless. she's facilitating <laughs> so much. Facilitating. I feel as, very as, passionate about this. I wanted to do a research project on are you this. Being, are you being politically correct? Are you... No. No. I think... I think there's just too many factors involved. But but there must wow. be certain categories of bullies. So let's let's mm. try and let's try and work around. Well, there's well we we covered the superior bully. There's a superior bully. The, the bully there's that is the, bullied at there's home. There's the bully who's being abused at home. All yes. right. So let's talk about the superior bu- bully. Well, in, are there are there more than in middle to upper class? Well, first of all, let's cover are there other categories of bully. Well, there are different categories of bullies in terms of how people bully, not necessarily the personality. Ah. So, I mean, today we get, I mean, it's a huge thing is cyberbullying, which is what, you, what one sees a lot in high school. I see it on the crime channel. I watch, that's my favorite channel. Yeah, it's also channel. my favorite channel. Crime and TLC so far. Yeah. What um, do you see on the crime channel? Cyberbullying, mainly yeah. girls bullying, calling girls sluts and hoes uh-huh. and making up stories about so, what they've done. So, Karen, the cyberbullying, give me an example of what that you know of, you, you've experienced. Um, well, the kind of thing you might see is, um, Somebody posting something about what a particular girl in the grade, for example, did on Saturday night. And or she may not have even done it. She might not. Or are you, are you referring or to sexual it. things? Yeah. Or drinking yeah. or taking a picture of somebody and putting that on Facebook. So a picture of somebody um, in some kind of compromising situation. Like sucking um, face with the person at the Rosebank Mall. Something like that. Okay. Or the end of the top, that kind of thing. <laughs> Those kind of things. Hands down the pants. I'll stop now. Dr. Kathy needs to have a session. <laughs> I think she Bernie needs a one-on-one with Bernie. Bernie, so just to go back to your story with with your one your one year old. Um, I um I think when I was in my early twenties, I came home. I'd met some guy on the beach, and um I was going to go out with him that that evening. And my father wanted to know who it was. I told him the the guy's name. Anyway, my father started going absolutely bananas. He said, you are not going out with that boy. There's I know his father. No why. I said, what are you on about? He said, he bit you when you were two. <laughs> <laughs> I was now 22 and my father still had not forgiven him 20 years later. Thinking I wouldn't mind a bit of a bite from Tell that me, one. Did you marry him? No. 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 I don't think I went out with him in the end. No, I didn't. You? So, so there's the side. Okay, so Karen. Sure. There's the cyberbullying, and then, and then there's, there's, there's verbal and physical. There's verbal and physical, um, you know, name calling, also social bullying. So, so particularly in groups of girls, they can do things like leave somebody out of the group. Um, who may have been in the group originally? Might have been part of the group, or, or wasn't um, in at all. Yeah, no, who might have been part of the group, and for some reason or other, actually not allow them to be part of that group anymore. So, wow. So, um, there are many reasons for that. One of them could be, for example, one of the, the the main girls in the group might find out that that particular girl has got the attention of a guy that she likes, for example. And then it becomes very, very subtle, sort of getting all the other girls in the group to ignore her and not allow her to, to be part of that group anymore, which is terribly painful. But that's probably yeah. a very old style of bullying, yeah. though. But, Bernice, but, why have you got your diary out? What are you doing? And you're just playing with your cell phone? I need a pen. I want to send Dr. K a private note. 
Oh, okay. oh, for crying! Oh, for and she can, oh, she can. Why can't know. you just say it now? Um, no, 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 no. The other thing is also is a kind of like she wants a one-on-one, tall, one-on-one. tall puppy syndrome. You know those girls that what are the puppy? most. Sorry. You know that they call it in Australia the tall puppy syndrome. And uh, what is that? Um, people that really excel in certain ways. So in other Physically. words, in, no, not necessarily. In many, many ways, often, are even though they're admired by other people, they are they're envied. And for that reason, are sometimes outed. So sometimes the most beautiful girl, the most clever, um, the most liked by the boys. Um, sometimes these girls are excluded because I think in some ways they're a threat to everybody. Wow. Else. Well, can I tell what, you what about What did Bernice write on the? No, I will no, get no. you. Know, well, what's on the note? Uh, what, did, what did Bernice write? No. Is it going to enhance what we're doing now? Not really. Oh, I thought I'd. I thought I'd guess the person. But the answer is no. <laughs> <laughs> no, but you see now, what, 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 you were trying to guess who she was She's talking just about. Well, cocking. no, She's no, cocking. I'll tell you, I'll tell you what it was. The grandson of Jennifer, who we spoke about, is a very good soccer player, and I oh, think yeah. he might be at Karen's son's school. So yeah. that's why I sent her okay. the note. Right, well, okay, okay, I Lorraine. actually don't even I was know. Gonna, <laughs> I was going to talk about. Oh, I'm going to talk about. I was bullied by a school teacher. Okay. okay. That's very so weird. I will never forget her name. She was the most. She had grey hair. She had these red long nails, and she was tall. Name her. Mrs. Swarenstein. Mrs. Swarenstein, the bitch. Me, S-U-A-R She's or dead S-W? Now. She must. Do you dead. give a Swarenstein or a Swarenstein? Was she like Suarez or Swarenstein? So what did she do to you? She, it was terrible. I had my hair cut probably very similar to what I've got now, which is quite jaggedy. And, and, and she put on the board, she took the, the, the chalk, and she said, this is what Lorraine Maisel's hair looks like. She like scratched on it. And That's made, insane. It was terrible. I was mortified. I was I was devastated. But and how how could she do that? She was always after me. And then one day I picked my nose, which is really not a right thing to do in grade three or two or whatever I was in. Damon and she had nose regularly at his yeah, age. Yeah, but you don't do it in schools. <laughs> and she used to hit us on the knuckles with this uh. thin board and used to clap us so hard. And I remember seeing those nails that always used to sit like this. In I can see you. Lorraine's. Staring no, no, no. at her nails, making a fist, and I think having terrible post-traumatic stress, thinking about Mrs. Swarenstein. How dare she do that? And to in hindsight, any idea what what triggered this? Well, I just think I was always different. No, I have is a that suggestion. What it was? My hand is up again. Oh, go burn. <laughs> okay, so I, my mother. No, what's her? What? What? Why was she attacked? Doing, I'm telling you now. I have a theory. Oh. My theory is that very pathological people go into teaching. Some, not some, all of Okay. I think historically, 20 years ago, for whatever reason. About 40, yeah. 40, whatever. There were many, many problematic personalities in teaching. I believe there still are some of those personalities today. Like in any environment, your better schools, your private schools attract the better teachers, etc. And so it goes. Um, I, I attended, I don't work in education, but I attended an education conference once where there were a whole lot of teachers from a private school sitting in front of me. And there was a person from a government organization giving a lecture. These teachers were sitting right in front of me and they were absolutely misbehaving. It was the most interesting thing. They were writing notes to each other about the teach, about the speaker, personal, awful, revolting notes that I could see from a distance. They were playing hangman with the adjectives describing how boring and unpleasant he was and how what he was saying was a load of crap. And these are teachers. And these are teachers. So I think that this logic, I mean, uh, Dr. K over here is giving us a wonderful goodbye Mr. Chip sense of how teachers are so fantastic. But I think that a lot of them can be very problematic. And they go into teaching because there's a, a 
almost a pathological need to control people who are vulnerable. And that's why you need to be very careful about that kind of relationship. So 20, 40 years on, there are many more rules that will control this kind of behavior with teachers. You wouldn't find that happening now, Law. Firstly, they would have picked your dyslexia up when you were seven. And secondly, if any teacher came near you with anything or said anything like that, the school code, the rules, the laws of and the like country, completely. she would be gone in a second. Completely. Mrs. Swarenstein would be in jail. She's not allowed to, to use corporal punishment in any way whatsoever. So it wouldn't happen. Yeah, no, it wouldn't. I mean, obviously then it was very different. I mean, we were in a private, we were in a government school. There were lots of kids in the class. Uh, the parents had to, I mean, the teachers had to keep us under control. But it was, it was, it, I think it, it was a very different, I mean, I don't know what it's like to be at school now. Um, but I think it's a lot, I don't know, they, they push them more into, into education and put them under a lot more pressure than we were at school. I think I think 40 years ago, South Africa was a very pathological island in the world where we did what we wanted to do and we didn't feel the need to be answerable to anyone. And I think one of the very positive changes that has happened is there's a lot more awareness and consciousness in terms of where we need to be going from a human rights perspective in this country. But look, I yeah. think the whole world has changed in 40 yes. years. So yeah. obviously education is going to mirror that as well. And sure, there have been huge shifts. I mean, there are huge shifts in and how we educate children today. There's no point anymore in just teaching children to learn things off by heart. It's not necessary. That's not the, what the world's needing. We can access information at the tip of our, of our fingers nowadays. So mm. today you want children to be able to think about um, issues, to be able to source information if they need to, as opposed to just knowing it off by heart. So the way that you're going to educate is also very different. Karen, a um, high school psychologist, and keeping up with the Calvaries with Lorraine and Bernice. DJ Cassidy, Kales. Na 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 na. Oh, 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 yeah. Here we go. When I'm going through, you seem to know just what to say. Turn it all around and put a smile right on my face. Yeah. To me, you are a blessing, and I sure appreciate mm. how you change negative to positive and brighten up my day. And whenever I get weak and lose my will to carry on, yeah. I just look at you because you give me the reason to be strong. If it wasn't for you, I just don't know where I would be. So tonight I'm going to celebrate your love for me because like you. In the middle of my storm And whenever the mountains came crumbling down on me That you were out of nowhere to lift me up and set me free And whenever I thought that I could not go anymore Girl, you came into my life and you opened up more doors And now I don't have to look no further when it comes to love Cause girl, you are gifts sent down to me from above
really, truly real. Well, love should not be based on color. Girl, take my hand. And tonight we're gonna show the whole wide world just how to dance. No! You feel good, I feel good. So hot. Now we're gonna step around the world tonight and step into the light. It goes a one, two, three, here we go. Step, step, step to the side. Step to the left, then step to the right. Step, step, step to the side. Step all night, then step to the light. Step, step, round and round. We're gonna step all night to the funky sound. Step, step, round and round. We're gonna step all night to the roof come down. up with the Calvaries. Bernice, you thought that song was cuck, eh? Cuck. That was, that was R. Kelly. He was accused of pedophilia, but he was acquitted. I had the, I had the sense of it. I, I like psychic it. detectives. I didn't like it. <laughs> uh, we need a bit more rock on the show, though. You know, you know what happens, Duncan. That, that song, sorry, Damon, that song sounded like it could have been made 20 years ago, 30 years you ago. Know, Duncan chose that song. Duncan, Duncan, we want more like not that kind of music Guns ever. No, 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 no. Duncan is Guns our thought Rogers. leader. He's our Duncan and Lorraine are our trend leaders here. So Duncan obviously felt that there was something in that song that was relevant. And I've got to say that Duncan actually dresses very well. You know what Duncan did yesterday? Classic <laughs> story. What classic, did classic tell? story. Tell us. We did, we did this thing. We did this thing with Gareth's show where we all pulled down our pants a little bit to reveal our underwear and to take a photo. And then we put the fo- the pictures on WeChat. Was Duncan Sorry, it's going actually, commander? It's actually a, a video that's on WeChat or YouTube or both. Yeah, I think both. And you need to guess who does it belong to. Duncan lowers his pants. And you know how some underwear has an opening in the front? Yes. Duncan's willy, his penis, was hanging <laughs> through the hole. Uh, oh, no, why wasn't I here? Why wasn't I here? Isn't that classic? You know what, Duncan? Like a black, Duncan, like a black mumba in was, the grass. Was, was blank, Duncan, you didn't happen to be that person who, who got Dr. Doc, what was this? Dr. Zinn. Dr. Zinn did that um, penis implant. Yeah, you didn't, you don't Were you not the recipient week. of the penis implant last week? Duncan, uh, Duncan, Duncan, Duncan's just naturally gifted. Duncan, when a thing like that happens, do you feel embarrassed or not? Uh, I was slightly embarrassed, but uh, it made a lot of the people in studio excited, so... Uh, 
That gave oh, me like oh, excited like how, Duncan? Sorry, Duncan. Can we do this again? Do you think we can do a, a, a like a, a, a rerun, a replay? No, Doctor Doctor Carrie can have a Just check out the video. The video. Wow. Okay. Okay. But you What's know, it's so called? cool. So it's actually on the video, hey? And it's yeah. not cyberbullying. He wants it there. How about that? <laughs> and uh, Lorraine. Yes. You're having your, your surgery thing tomorrow where yes. you're having the bone implant in your sinus. You're having the, the tooth put stripped into the, the, oh, you're having the, the growth removed from the back of your knee and you're having a bridge implant as well. All in one. Three doctors operating on you well, tomorrow. Yeah, what about the growth on her knee? It's on her thigh. It's on my thigh. Oh, and sorry, Vicky sorry. can't do it because they're going off to Cape Town. That's the so plastic surgeon. That's been cancelled. Cosmetic yes. and reconstructive surgery. Oh, so you're only doing the face. So I'm only doing the face tomorrow. I'm actually, I can't lie. I'm very nervous. Um, but yeah, I'm sure it'll be fine. I'll Sissy, be fine. I'll be praying for you. Thanks, Sissy. I need it. Well, uh, all the best. And you had a haircut? Yes, I've gone for a new look. I needed a new one. Have you done this look before? It's shortish. It's reddish. Have you done I've this nev- before? I've never done this before. No, I've never. Got, I haven't been red for a couple of years. I kind of changed my hair all the time. But I've been kind of keeping it because I'm like, oh, you're over 50. Keep it like one color. But I just went to the hairdresser yesterday and I had this complete new. I arrived there. I said, so you've got a blank canvas. And I closed my eyes. You went quite. Left Black. Five hours. It was like brown. Is that a five-hour yeah. job, hey? It was a five-hour job. They had to bleach, color, color, and then put the black on the tips, and it was a mission. Because it's got to be ombre. Yeah, it's ombre. Ombre. You see, we know the fashion terms, ombre. Listen, I'm getting Aren't impressed, you impressed with you, I'm telling you, I just need to buy some new shoes. That's a problem. No, I'll take you shopping, Oh, please. thanks, darling. <laughs> And we don't have to go expensive. No, 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 no. You see, we there's expenses when you start to have children. No, no, it's it hectic. Let, this little top I went to Chinatown the other day, seventy. <gasps> Please, can Esther we do that? Rant. I want to do that. We are going to trend me up at China Mall. We will have the best. Because when I go to China Mall, I buy tutus for my daughter. No, you stop with your child. It's for you, not for your daughter. Bless I'm trying to think what else I buy. Lots of damn chocolates. Crap, I buy crap. Very no, 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 There's Mary a Wayne. sweet, there's a sweet shop, a huge factory sweet shop near next door or something. It's called uh, Sweet Mart. Uh, and I know like, Sweet oh. Mart. She spent 443 rand on chocolate. Where? I can't. I, I only go there once a year when I go and do the, when I when I do a shop for the Samas because when we do the Samas, we have all these sweets all over the goodie bag room. Mm. And I go in there and I just. I just shop Darling. and shop and I can't do it again. You see, the thing is, I don't actually buy clothes. I'm not into that. I find it quite depressing, actually, because things never look on you the way you want yeah, them because to look. You, because you don't know how to put it on you. I don't know how. But yes. now tell me about goodie bags at the Samas. That's exciting stuff. I love going to events just so that I can get no, the goodie bags. No, you just send me and I must bring back the goodie but bags. But you never bring me back the goodie bags. You feel too embarrassed. It's pathetic. No, I just don't go. Very, I just don't go to the events. Otherwise, I, w- I do. You've got to wake up at three o'clock in the morning, you know. Exactly. Give your husband a you break. know, sleep is the most contentious issue in our relationship. This no, morning. You know that we can live on about four hours sleep. A day. Just very briefly, I wake. I, my alarm went off at three o'clock this morning. She's. I know she's still up. The lights are on and she's working. And the and the damn Oscar trial is on. And she's working. Well, I wasn't actually working. Karen, is that normal? Why Karen, were you high school, high school psychologists, uh, what would you say to somebody? Why were somebody? you up at three in the morning? Well, she's I'll, working. If you really want to know what happened, I'll tell you what happened. So I was up watching the Oscar trial. It was exciting stuff. They had Professor Wayne Derman on. I heard him on the radio he this was morning. So interesting. He was giving uh. all this really, really good stuff on Oscars. 
condition. Etc. What did he say? What did he say? What did he say? Because I was. He I was saying listen. he was saying that he's been Oscar's physician for many years. He's been a physician for the national sports teams. He's done huge amounts of work on psychosocial, psychological impact of people with disabilities, their levels of fear, their levels of anxiety, all sorts of things. He's actually a very relevant witness for a change. So, so interesting stuff. Very, very good stuff for. So that's for what Oscar. you were doing. You were just watching this. I was watching it, and then I flipped over to the ch- the crime channel, and there was a story about a couple somewhere in Gross Point, Michigan, which is near Detroit, where that brilliant movie Gross Point Blank with John Cusack, and the guy was into bondage. I watched that one last night. Okay. Movie. He was into bondage. <laughs> no, no, but listen to this. He was into bondage and he asked his wife, did she want to do bondage with him? And the wife said no. So he went online and he found people who would yeah. be happy to be his, his bondage buddies. <laughs> so he was, he, his name was Master Bob. Bob. And he yeah. was the, what, what's the? The whipmaster. The whipmaster. And he had all these little. The, do, the dominatrix. The domin, the dom, but isn't dominatrix a female yeah. form? Okay, the, then domi- the, the dom. He was the dom. The dominator. The and dominator. He had all of there his you go, dominator. Dominator. And he had subs. I don't know. Subverse, a, a sub, submissive. submissive. So he had one submissive and then he got a second submissive and the three of them wanted to live in a polyamorous yeah. relationship. And, and, and who died? No. Then no, his died. wife got How killed. Because it's a crime channel. <laughs> then his wife got killed and the story is who killed the wife. Anyway. Oh, the, the wife wasn't involved. I was watching this and I was thinking, what? Is bondage. Now, I've obviously watched Pulp Fiction, so, no, so I know that they're going rubbish. So I decided I have to Google bondage. On note. So off I went onto redtube.com. Which no, is, YouTube's much better, but anyway. Uh, so you got to register, whatever. So I went onto redtube.com and I typed in bondage and all this very interesting stuff came up. Um, so when you woke up at 3 a.m., I was on a website looking at what bondage actually entails. Wow. There was a guy here that was in bondage that was on, on Garrett's show a couple, yes, of, my, a couple yes, of weeks ago. Yes. He, it was fascinating. But what, I think it's fascinating. It's not my thing. It's not my thing. But you but know, it's fascinating. But you know, there's something called gangbang bondage, which is really quite bizarre. So you have these groups of people all hovering around one particular individual who's just getting it from everyone. It's quite, I mean, it's just... You can't not is, there, is there any pen- every, I mean orifice. that will keep you up at, at 3 a.m. in the morning. No, but is there, is there any penetra- Karen is there is any just shaking her head? Is there any penetration or is it just beating? It's everything. It's everything. everything and in all orifices, mm. even uh-huh. the nostrils and the ears. Sorry, Dr. K, we do get onto these subjects. I know you're no, putting your nose up. It's really... I just find it quite, I find it as fascinating as Bernice is. Yeah. Bernice does because I, I just wonder what makes somebody want to do this and what makes this turn people on. It just, it's quite fascinating. Well, well, he got to such a point that he actually killed his, he got somebody to kill his wife because he wanted to get out of his normal marriage relationship. Why and couldn't go, he just divorce her? Because he had this guilt. He had this whole guilt about being a good husband this is and a, all of this yeah, stuff. He, he was, was a, he was a, he, um, he was a, a community pe- man. Yeah, he but he was pillar. also a people pleaser. And he also wanted to please his wife and be, and yet, wow. and, and yet be dominated and. No, no, no. He wanted to be, he was a dominator. dominator. And I'm busy Sorry. trying to hit Lorraine with my invisible whip. So you Whoa, see. Man, I've got a sp- you got her? <laughs> <laughs> She's got a shambok. 
I've got one of those things in my office. And <laughs> so unintegrated in a way because I mean, so such a people pleaser and a community person on the one hand, but there's this other part of that. So the opposite. Okay. So yeah. the, the flip side of me watching this redtube.com was me actually doing a little bit of, of academic research on this. And I, I read this very interesting article which focused on bondage in the northern suburbs in Johannesburg mm. and a particular woman who was the dominatrix of her um, Neighborhood? No, she she worked in a she worked in a, a brothel, whatever you would call it, an upmarket brothel in the northern suburbs, and she was a young black woman, and all of her clients were older white men mm. who were businessmen, successful, mm. and who just wanted to be given it by this 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 dominatrix figure. And big for black her, woman. No, she wasn't big. She was petite. She was little. She was oh. sexy. All these things, and she just the psychology of it is that you. You have such high levels of control in your life. You have to be successful in control. There's pressure. Being submissive um, just allows you to, I think, give over to trust and to have a totally different psychological experience mm. as compared with what you're used to, I suppose. Mm. So so that is the process. And, and for people who are, I think, on the real extreme of What's being… an interesting thing to be doing at 3 o'clock in the morning. I can't be lying, eh? Look, as I it's, said, it's, it was a sequence of events. No, but you know forward. what it is? I was exhausted this morning because obviously I wasn't really getting into a proper deep sleep because I'm, you got the lights on, the TV's on. Plus, you've got three miniature schnauzers there, and it's only a queen-size bed. Do the dogs so that's on your bed? Yes, so that's why I'm so tired okay, today. I had, to take, in I had to take two sachets of this Barocca stuff to get me through the morning. So, so now and I a just, coffee. I just slept late. <laughs> and does your daughter sleep in your bed? No. No. There's no space for her. Only the dogs. Aha. Uh-huh. Let's be totally honest. There are isolated incidences where she might sleep in our bed, but that'll happen once in a blue moon, once a month maybe, like so, ninety nine percent of the time. Darling, she's that's not, she's not an interesting she's, story. She's out of the cot and she's in. How in old bed. is your daughter now? Two years uh, and two you months. You see, Damon, we're talking about porn. We can't start talking about our daughter now, okay? It's boring when she sleeps in our well, bed. Well, that's We've how got she no was space. Made. It's impossible when she comes to the bed. One of us has to leave because then there's really no space because it's three dogs. That's two, why I screwed. A two year old. That's why I screwed my neck up this week because the, uh, Alexa wasn't in the bed, but. With the, the dogs weren't in the right position. I took a photograph of Damon configured. <laughs> the dog, the conf- dogs weren't in the right position. <laughs> and and I was sleeping badly and my neck was stuffed two days Shame. ago. Shame. And instead of rearranging all of it, I took a photo and I posted it. It was very oh, no, I funny. didn't see it. <laughs> what did you put it on Twitter? What did you do? I think we must become friends. Will you do me a favor? Bernice, Bernice, seriously, please send me that photo. Or did you send it to me? I may have. I must put it on WeChat. I can't remember. I must put it on the Cliff Central WeChat thingy. So yes. people, so people yes. can really, have you really. Thought about I had to move your underpants a, out the way, though. Have you thought about your dog sleeping elsewhere? No, no, that 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 horse is bolted. Oh. That's a discussion we had before we got the dogs. Are we going to okay. decide? So once you've decided that dogs are going to sleep in the bed with you, that's the end of it. But that's the end of keeping up with the Calvaries. Oh no, Karen, high school, oh. high school psychologist. Thank you. You were fantastic. You must come again. Yes, yes, yes. Karen, yes, yes. yes. we Thanks approve of you. You've been given a gold star. Um, Excellent. I'm, I'm touched. And don't forget two gold stars. One from me and one from Ben. It's the Heat show next. What's that show called? Uh, don't, no, no, is it called The Heat? It's called The Heat. Okay, it's very good. Gossip, yada yada. Very Thanks good stuff. Thanks very much, guys. Cool. Thanks for having me here.